Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the Happy Scientist Podcast. Each episode is designed to make you more focused, more productive, and more satisfied in the lab. You can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist. Your hosts are Kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm Vera Claritas, and Dr. Nick Oswald, PhD, bioscientist, and founder of Bitesize Bio. Hello and welcome to the Happy Scientist podcast from Bite Size Bio. If you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist, you are in the right place. I'm Nick Oswald, the founder of BiteSizeBio.com and with me is the driving force of this podcast, the never disappointing Kenneth Vogt, my friend, mentor and the founder of the coaching company Vera Claritas. Today's episode is called How to Handle Disappointment. That is a big one, Ken. What have you got to say about that? <laughs> yes, it is. And... Before we get started, I've got to do something I haven't had to do before. I need to make a correction about our last episode. It was I made a factual error. It, it didn't it didn't impact the point, but I you know I, I care about I care about the facts, like like all you good scientists do. So I was talking about um, Jim Thorpe, an Olympic athlete, and I said that he had been at the Olympics in Germany right before World War II, but I was collapsing him with Jesse Owens, the African-American Olympic athlete who, who uh, messed up Hitler <laughs> real bad by not being Aryan and yet winning everything at Nuremberg in, in 1936. But um, Jim Thorback was actually at the 1912 Olympics before World War I in Stockholm. But he still did his practicing in a lounge chair on the deck of the of the boat. He, uh, he in his head. So that that was my main point. So, so foster so that, imagination, like Jim so, Thorpe. So that was uh, disappointing that you got that wrong, Ken. How do we handle that? <laughs> well, that's it. We'll talk about that in in uh, quite the detail today. This disappointment is definitely something that you're going to face, especially if you've been using a lot of imagination, because. <laughs> Uh, sometimes you can take your imagination beyond a point that you can turn into reality and you just don't get what you hope for. And now here we are telling you to be imaginative. Are we setting you up for disappointment? Well, perhaps. However, disappointment doesn't have to be this horror story that it, it is for a lot of people. Uh, some, for some folks, disappointment is about the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. And there's a the thing about disappointment that you have to keep in mind is that disappointment is a choice and it's not a terribly productive choice. And now you're thinking, how could it be a choice? I would never, you know, foist this upon myself. It's just, it's, it's such a horrible feeling. I, I just hate it. But no, it's, it came down to what expectations that you had and, and, what you think is the story about what happens when your expectations are not met. So let's let's unpack this a bit. So first we got to look at 
what is it that you might be disappointed in? Because there, there are several factors, and if you don't, if you don't tease them apart, you may not realize what, what the source really is. So, for instance, you might be disappointed in the circumstances of something that happens. In other words, um, it just didn't go the way you wanted it to. It might have actually come out like you, like you had hoped, and, or, or at least come out well enough, and you know but it was just it didn't go the way you wanted that's one possible disappointment another might be is you didn't get the result you wanted your outcome wasn't there maybe everything did go fine and and as far as the process but it didn't end up the way you wanted another possibility with disappointment may be that look we had everything set to go perfect but these other people just didn't do their part. <laughs> they, you know, they didn't do their job. They didn't, they didn't show up on time. Whatever it is, it's you had everything ready to go perfect and get the perfect outcome, but other people messed it up for you. And then finally, and this is the one that is the hardest on people, is maybe you're disappointed in yourself. Like you know, everything was there, everything was good to go, and I just, I just didn't deliver. I didn't step up. I. I didn't show up fully. I wasn't completely engaged. I, and so these are, these are all possibilities for why you're disappointed. So if you think about this, like, man, I should be disappointed all the time <laughs> because circumstances, outcomes, other people, and even myself getting something wrong. Wow, that, that, that's just a common occurrence, right? So, <laughs> so you're, if you look at the world this way, you're going to be disappointed all the time. And it really comes down to what kind of expectations do you have for all of these things? And how did you determine your expectations? So, you know, where did you set the bar? Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating that you should set the bar low or that you should have, have sloppy standards. That's, that's not the point here. But sometimes, we set expectations that aren't realistic. And, and when I say unrealistic, I, I don't mean just that, uh, you know, they, they don't align with some current view or some, you know, or, or worse yet, some political view. But I, what I mean is that they just, they don't tie up to, to the facts that you're aware of, things that you know. you know. And oftentimes you can head off a disappointment by seeing it coming. When you realize, you know, I got this person on this task, and man, they're swamped right now, and there's a high likelihood they're not going to get this done on time, and maybe I need to take other steps. Well, you can head off that disappointment. You can you can get around it, or or here's an outcome that's a real moonshot, and I'm not going to count on that outcome. You know, I might like that, but I'm not, but I'm but I'm not going to count on it. I'm not going to build things on an outcome that is unlikely to happen you know you have some control over this yeah. so that, that's that's part of the reason we end up in disappointment is because we don't properly assess from the beginning what's available to us and even asking too much of ourselves sometimes and you know in this in this podcast I'm often advocating that you should you should ask a lot of yourself that you should that you should dig deep that you should make make an extra effort but there is a human limit and and there's just there's a 
a limit for each of us at any given moment. And it doesn't matter if the person at the next bench can do this easily and it's hard for you. If it's hard for you today, it's hard for you today. Now, you might want to do something about that. You might want to get more proficient at something or, uh, or uh, maybe you need more information or maybe you need more support or maybe you need better supplies or better equipment. Well, okay, take those steps, but don't just be disappointed in yourself purely because those other circumstances aren't there if you're aware of those circumstances now I mean we all have those situations where you go into something and you you, know, you got that kit and yes I've heard good things about this kit it's great I've never used it before but I think it'll be fine and you use it and it just isn't what you'd hope for okay that happens so so that'd be a moment where maybe you would be disappointed and you might feel justified like well I I'm entirely, I'm entirely allowed to be disappointed right now because, because things weren't the way I expected. And I did set my ex expectations properly. I did seek advice and I did check into things first. And I, you know, you know, poor pitiful me, I've got a bad result. So, so here's a question to ask yourself at a moment like that. What are you getting out of being disappointed? So I'll put that to you, Nick. If I'm sure you've been disappointed in the past. What have you ever got out of being disappointed? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I guess that um, that's always a really hard question to ask, isn't it? Is mm -hmm. yourself is what what do I get out of this? Because you think you don't get anything out of it. It's happening to you. But I guess one thing you get out of being disappointment, but disappointed is that you get to feel sorry for yourself, and that kind of in a strange way feels good mm -hmm. <laughs> or absolves you of responsibility or all that sorts of things that those, those kind of um, feelings do. Right. And, and understand everybody. I've asked this kind of question of Nick many a time. So he was prepared for this question. You might've been sitting there going, what do I get out of disappointment? I don't get anything out of it. I hate it. You know, I've been and, whipped and, into and, submission by you, Ken, that I have to answer that question <laughs> in a proper way. So over the years, I love it. <laughs> but you know, here, here's the thing. And this is, this is something that's really, really worth internalizing. Whenever you are feeling bad in any way, disappointment is just one of the ways. Ask yourself the question, what am I getting out of this? And don't allow yourself to say, I'm not getting anything out of this. I hate this. This is awful. It's the worst. I'd do anything to avoid this. It's like, well, apparently you won't do anything to avoid it because you didn't avoid it this time. And, and, Sometimes it's like, well, when you say do anything to avoid it, well, I mean, it might mean you'd have to quit your job to avoid this, you know, well, this particular disappointment. Um, it might mean you'd have to fire somebody. It might mean that you'd have to refuse to do a certain task. You know, that, I mean, things with consequences. I'm not, I'm not saying this, these are, are insignificant things, but you do have a choice. And at some point, you can, you can look at it and go, you know what? It is just not worth it. And therefore, I'm going to take a different path. And other times, you're going to realize, as much as I hate this, it truly is worth it. I'm, I'm committed to this. i got to deal with this. And it's, it's funny. When you decide to accept something, you will, you will notice that your disappointment starts to, to be mitigated. It starts to go away. It, start, it, it starts to be easier to take. Because, you know, a lot of the things about disappointment are the story you're telling about it. 
how how horrible it all is, you know, and and how devastating it is, and and how how you know eternally damaging it is, you know, it's all those stories are they're being heaped on top of of whatever didn't go the way you would like, are, are what are making it feel so bad. So, <clears throat> so let's let's start unwinding this a bit. So. You can set yourself up in the beginning for disappointment by not examining things. So let's make sure that you examine your expectations from the beginning. You know, and, you know based on our last, um, our last episode, of course, we're telling you to be imaginative. We're telling you you should be swinging for the fences all the time. Well, if, that, if you're going to do that, I promise you things aren't always going to work out the way you had hoped. So... It comes down to your expectations now. If you realize that when I when I you know go for that really hard one, that I am going to not get there sometimes. When you know that going into it, it changes how you feel about it. Now I don't want you to set yourself up to like ah well it didn't matter. I knew this was a moonshot anyway, so who cares? You know, <laughs> it's not like that. I if you're going to go for moonshots, you need to make some moonshots. But, but you got to understand that you don't make them all. And, and so it, it comes down to uh, looking at what you expected. Now, some of the things might be, well, is it, is it that you didn't get what you wanted in, in entirety? Or is it just pieces of it? Like, for instance, is it just a timeline issue? In other words, did it just not happen as quickly as you would like? Um, yeah, because... Now you know what part to, to address. Now it's easy to go, oh, is there a way to tinker with this? Can, can Maybe I could put more staffing on it, or perhaps um, there's some things that could be tightened up so that this, this could be done more quickly. Um, did I disregard a, a hard deadline that now caused a problem? Because you know sometimes the timeline problem isn't a problem with the, the individual thing itself. It's about something external to that thing. So, you know, you get disappointed with this, with this procedure because it didn't happen fast enough this time. But, but this time was about something else that, that caused you to feel that you needed it in a certain time frame. So, you know, get clear on time, on time issues. And do they really apply to this thing that's disappointing you right now or is it something else? Here's what I really want to warn you against. And that's perfectionism. Perfectionism is so caustic, and so it's so painful. And in in the show notes, I'll I'll have a link to a a blog post that was entitled "Perfectionism is Setting the Bar Too Low." And you're like, setting the bar too low isn't perfectionism all about setting it absolutely at the pinnacle? And it's like, no, it's not. And I, and I, I'm not even going to get into the details on that. Go read it yourself. It's a short read, <laughs> but uh, but you'll enjoy it. And and the fact is, if if you have lived a life as a perfectionist, if that's constantly popped up for you, I promise you, you've been disappointed over and over and over again. And you probably know other people who aren't perfectionists, and wow, they don't have those disappointments. They, the same things go right and the same things go wrong for them, but they skip the disappointment. It's as simple as stopping being a perfectionist. So 
you know, that, that's, that's something to really look at. Now, the other thing that might happen is that your expectations may be based on inappropriate or even counterproductive comparisons. You know, this didn't go as well as the last time. This didn't go as well as when Sally did it. This didn't go as well as when I had better equipment. You know, there's a, you can have a whole list of, of things that you could compare to that aren't, that aren't fair comparisons. Well, you can't compare it to when you had better equipment because you don't have better equipment now. You can't compare it to Sally because, you know, she happens to be truly expert at this and you're just trying it for the first time. You can't compare it to the last time you did it because, and you know, you can, you'll, you'll know why there's, there's a difference that time. Now, I'm not saying you should never make a comparison, but the, the point is don't make inappropriate comparisons and don't make comparisons that are just going to tear you down. If you're just, if you're just constantly comparing yourself to Nikolai Tesla, who's got this right, well, boy, you are going to be disappointed a lot, you know? <clears throat> so, what do you put in its place? So I, you, you may have a pattern where disappointment shows up for you regularly and, and you think, well, I, I don't know how to do this any different. You know, I, when something goes wrong, I'm disappointed. Isn't that an appropriate response that, that I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm disappointed? Well, you can call it appropriate in, in, from the standpoint of, you know, there's nothing morally wrong with you that you that you're disappointed however it is still a choice you don't have to feel that way in its place consider this as an alternative how about acceptance you got an outcome and you accept it what a novel idea now that doesn't mean that you give up it doesn't mean that you you surrender like uh you know, surrendering in war here, and, and that's it, we're now beat down. Acceptance, properly applied, is not just capitulation. Instead, acceptance is steely-eyed realism. You saw the actual result. This is what happened. The past happened. It's done. You know, that, that experiment failed. That person didn't come through. I didn't properly prepare. I didn't have the things I needed. You know, that's what happened. So, the sooner you get there, the sooner you rip off the band-aid, the easier it will be to get past any disappointment. Now, here, here's the thing too. You can both be disappointed and accept it. In other words, you might, you might be disappointed before you can stop it. It might have already happened, but your way out of disappointment, the way to turn it off, turn it down or turn it off is acceptance that, okay, I, I see things as they, as they are. The problem here is that if you don't accept results, here's what you get. You end up being pessimistic. You end up being passively aggressive. You end up being moody. <laughs> And, you know, often this is involuntary. You, you, you won't realize you're doing those things until you see yourself doing it. It's like you're watching yourself on stage and you're realizing, oh, man, here I go again, all dark and doomy. You know, and, and now people don't want to work with you. Uh, your, your boss maybe, maybe 
um, frustrated with you because here's another layer on top of this. There was some kind of failure. And on top of that, we got to deal with this moody person in the lab, this, this, pro, this person that needs to be coddled right now, that needs, they, they, they need some, some extra personal attention just because they chose to be disappointed. You know, we've all seen situations where something went wrong and you see somebody afterward and they're like, whoa, that wasn't what I expected. And, you know, without, yeah, without any, any carrying on, without any old woes me, just like, well, look at that. <laughs> and, and don't we find those people a lot easier to get along with? Aren't they more fun to work with? Aren't, don't we have more confidence in them? Because, you know, they're, they're not going to head down this, this deep, dark hole, waste time, suck energy, and, and you know, take, suck the joy out of the room um, because something went wrong. You know, you don't have to be that person. You can accept what happened and, and avoid all of those, all those negative emotional reactions. Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. Now, of course, in any time something goes wrong, you have, you have a learning opportunity. And here, here's, a, here's a truism that might not be fun to hear, but, it, but you know it's so. Pain is a very effective learning tool. <laughs> and yes, it's painful when something fails. It's painful when you didn't get the result you wanted or, or when people didn't come through for you or you didn't come through for yourself. But you can, you can learn from, from a circumstance here. And you can ask yourself some questions like, is there, what is one thing I can learn from this? Now, especially if it's been something where you felt disappointment and it was hard for you, don't, you know, don't make yourself go back to school on this. But ask yourself that simple question, what's one thing I can learn from this? Not, what's everything I should learn from this? You know, that might be overwhelming, but what's one thing I can learn from this? It's like, okay, I should have listened to Bob when he told me to watch this. I should have I been cleaner. I should have gathered my equipment first before I got started. I, you know, and there, there could be any number of things. And I, I'm... I'm rattling off things that are simple. It might be something, you know, big and complicated and, and, and deep. Something that's a, that could be a really valuable learning point. You may realize something that, that could advance your abilities and, you know, potentially advance, advance your career or advance science. Because you realize something now that hadn't been noticed before. This is where you learn those things. And how many scientific discoveries do you know of that came out of disaster? That came out of somebody messing something up? And we've referred to some of those before, and I'm, you know, I won't won't uh, reiterate ones that are just just old old hat. But I'll bet you, dear listener, have had an experience like this yourself, where something went terribly wrong, and you really learned something. 
you know, I mean, I could point back 10 things in my own life about that off the top of my head. And yeah, I'm sure, Nick, you could too. It, yeah, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of possibilities there. So another question you might ask yourself after something goes wrong and could be potentially disappointing is how can I adjust my course to avoid this disappointment in the future? It's like, all right, I'm going to accept I'm disappointed right now. <laughs> See, that's another thing too. You don't just have to accept outcomes. You can accept disappointment. But hey, I don't want to be disappointed next time. So how do I head that off? And, you know, maybe it's like, it could be like, you know, I gotta, I gotta get a better night's sleep before a day like today. And maybe it's, it's, I, I need to, to uh, be more versed on the literature before I dive into something like this. Uh, any number of things that you could look at, but look at what can I do to adjust my course? And this isn't about making yourself bad. It isn't about making yourself weak or insignificant or insufficient. It's just about noticing what what could be improved here that will make this turn out better. And notice I'm saying adjust my course, because yes, of course, there's lots of other things that could be adjusted, but if you start to realize I can apply it to me, I'm not a bad person because this went wrong and I can make, and I can be better and, and I will, I will face less disappointment in the future. So if you don't like being disappointed, if you really, really hate it, the answer is going to be to make yourself better. You're involved. And only you can make you better. You can't rely on other people for that. And you can't rely on, I'm going to fix all these other people around me. You know, no, that's their job. Your job is to work on you. Another thing you can look at is just, even if you can't come up with something that that you did wrong per se that you need to adjust it's just what's one thing i could do differently next time you, you maybe don't even know if it'll be better it's just well what else could i try well i thought i could go this way maybe i should go that way so again be open be uh, be open to be imaginative about the possibilities of changes not just you're not you don't just have to fix problems Sometimes you just have to change, just do something different. So, all this being said, we each of us have our own experience with things. For some of us, disappointment's just not that bad. It's not that hard. But for some of you, disappointment is terrible. It's, it's a horrible burden. It's almost too much to bear. So, what if that's how you experience things? Well, first off, uh, there's, there's, some, there's some advice that you may hear sometimes, and I, I don't want to warn you against it. It's bad advice. And you've probably heard this said, you know, if you never want to be disappointed, just never leave your comfort zone. You know, for some people, that might be a way to live. But for a scientist, for a happy scientist, there's no way you could follow that advice. You have to leave your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is where nothing happens. <laughs> and I'll grant you that all disappointment is outside of your comfort zone. But that's okay. Because all opportunity is out there too. 
and all success is out there too and all all progress is out there too and if you can if you can latch on to the the possibilities the the possibility of progress the possibility of discovery and and realize how much more valuable that is to you than the occasional disappointment that you encounter while pursuing those things that's how you can get free of this when you start to realize that that I can avoid disappointment and I can have disappointment and have it not be that bad because it's worth it it's it's the cost of doing business and we've all done this you know if you like working out at the gym you know that whole the adage of there no pain no gain is so true um, we go to the gym sometimes and we enjoy the pain. <laughs> In the past, we might have found that to be similar to disappointment, to have to, have to suffer that. So, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to perspective. So another thing to look at then, is like, well, yeah, but this disappointment has been so overwhelming to me. Well, all right. Maybe it's because that's where you're focusing your attention. So... It's, a, it's good to stop and ask yourself sometimes, what isn't disappointment and disappointing in my life, in my job, in my career, in, in my lab? You know, what's going on in your world that isn't disappointing? And I'm not, I'm not talking about it's got to be everything that's so wonderful and, and perfect and, and winning and cherries on top all the time. Just, I'm going to set the bar here really low. Just what isn't disappointing? You know, I show up every day and the power is on. Uh, I show up every day, a lab is here that's outfitted and got stuff. And there are other people here. And, and I'm safe here. And, you know, there's a, there can be a lot of things you could look at instead of the thing you're disappointed in. And realize, you know, it isn't that bad. When I put it all in context and, and realize that, well, that's just one piece of this puzzle here. And, and, and there's all these things I can do about it. And meanwhile, all these other things are going well. There's, there's plenty of things that are not causing disappointment. And, and if you show some gratitude for those things, disappointment starts to be less painful to you. Another thing you can do is whenever you find yourself in a situation where you're disappointed, <clears throat> get some good counsel. And good counsel can come from a lot of places. Now, it may be that after something goes wrong, it's like, well, I, I really don't know how to do this better. Well, go get some counsel, some advice from a mentor, someone who's been there before, someone who's walked this road. Um, and I think many of us can can find those people right in our in our close circles they're they're there there are people that have more experience and and there are people that are willing to help so so go to them or you might go let's say you don't have a mentor for this well go to a colleague you know somebody else who's walking the same road as you and and facing the same issues as you and sometimes just having a powwow with somebody like that you come up with some answers between you and and then finally if there's nothing else to do go to a friend they don't have to have answers. They just have to hear that I'm disappointed and and just receiving their compassion or their empathy might be enough to carry you through it. 
know, these, these, this is the last stop along the way. Do all these other things and you'll rarely have to do that. Um, and I'm not saying not to tell your friends about your disappointments. I'm saying that it doesn't have to be the thing that saves you. It's always nice. It's, it's great to, to, you know, go to the bar after work and have a beer and like, man, today I just fell on my face. It was ridiculous. And your bartender's like, yeah, yeah, I know how you, how you feel, man. I've been there. You know, <laughs> great. That emotional support is useful too. You know, he can't help you with your problem. You know, you, you're the one with the PhD. He pours beer, you know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it still can be helpful to you. So finally, after all this is going on, I'm like, all right, well, I've done what I can do. This thing happened. It's over. Now it's time to get back up on that horse. It's don't go, well, I'm never doing that again. I, I'm afraid to ever try again. Like, no, you definitely have to try again. You got to keep going. And you can use it as motivation. When something goes wrong, sometimes that can be something like, oh, I'm, not, I'm never doing that again. I'm never have an egg in my face like that again. It can it can cause you to step up. It can make you pay more attention. It can make you be more uh, more detail focused to make sure that you get a better result the next time. And then when you do that, and you get involved again, and even before you succeed, you know, just getting engaged again. Can can separate you from that past disappointment. You you know you know you're focused on what you're doing now, I'm not focused on a painful outcome before. I'm focused on right now and the thing that that I am deeply a part of, and and that's how you can take yourself out of disappointment. So um, uh, I've got to also put a uh, a link to a past episode number 26 the power of gratitude because we talked about that a bit uh, in in all of this so i just want to make sure everybody gets that make sure you take a look at perfectionism as setting the bar too low <laughs> and and you know talk to people that can that can help buck you up get back on that horse get back in the game keep going disappointments will happen but they can be very short-lived you can accept your way out of them and you can move forward and keep expanding your career and you'll find you'll have less and less disappointment. So anything you'd like to add there, Nick? Yeah, um, that was really great. Thank you, Ken. And as you were speaking, I jotted down um, a little uh, a little diagram of all of this like a biological pathway. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It just appeared to me. Um, uh, and... Uh, for me, it's quite uh, this is quite an interesting one. If you link it back to you know this idea of disappointment causing pain, um, if you link it back to um, to the previous episode about imagination, mm -hmm. the, again, I think we said last, I think we mentioned that last week. The, the idea of imagination, you know, being required for success, it would be that you know the biological term would be imagination is necessary for success but not sufficient. So imagination mm -hmm. plus drive gives you, it's either going to give you success or failure. But if you don't have imagination or drive, you are, um, you're not going to get either outcome. You just have inertia. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, th this is uh, th just so people know this diagram, if it's useful for you, you can find it in the, in the show notes. Um, for this episode, so but that's really a, good, Nick. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, so you've got imagination plus drive equals success or failure. You know, binary outcome, and the downside is failure leads to disappointment, which leads to pain, which suppresses imagination and drive. And then that's where you get people the the phenomenon of people's world getting smaller because they don't want to expose themselves to disappointment. Well, they really don't want to expose themselves to the pain of disappointment. Mm -hmm. because that that's the, that's what they've experienced so they let their world get smaller and smaller and smaller so if you can look at what ken has said here and uh, outlined of ways to mitigate disappointment so there's two ways to do that or there's two points that you can mitigate disappointment one is you can stop the disappointment turning into pain mm -hmm. and you, some ways you can do that are uh, preparation so preparing for the outcome of disappointment and being ready to accept it in advance the second one is accepting it when it comes. Um, you can either do that in advance or um, when it happens. Treating it as learning, so it diffuses the sort of pain and energy rather than going into pain, it becomes a building block for your future success or just plain old gratitude um, to be like, okay, well, you know, to, to kind of put that pain into context. Then you, that's one way to, to diffuse the pain. The other one is to is to not allow these things that amplify the pain, like perfectionism and comparison and things like that, to be part of your life or to get rid of those if you can. Um, those will reduce the the translation of failure into pain and and stop you from um, having that that downward spiral effect where you um, where you suppress your imagination and drive. So you go, I don't want you know the whole. There's a thing in the in the news here in Britain just now that I uh, that popped out at me and actually fits in quite well, and it's uh, you can look up. I'll put I'll put the the link to it in the show notes. Uh, there's a, a newspaper article about it. So this guy is uh, Marcus Rashford. He's a footballer, an English footballer, mm -hmm. and he's uh, uh, kind of over the this pandemic. He's become a bit of a political activist, or he's been drawn into it. But that's by the by. The, 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 he's an extremely successful young man, and he has the quote that he um, from him is that whenever I hear say, whenever I hear no, I ask myself why not. And that's you know if you look at that that um, that diagram, the reason you say no to something that pops up in your imagination that you could possibly do is that you're worried about disappointment and pain or looking bad or, or whatever. If you can remove that inhibition and just drive and uh, focus on the doing, the, the imagination and drive part rather than whether it's a success or failure and keep going forward regardless of whether it's a success or a failure, that's when you get hyper um, sort of growth. That's when you get high levels of growth and success. Sure. And for those of you who are, are, are very pragmatic, Sometimes when you hear that question, why not, you, you poo-poo it, you, you blow it off, because you're hearing it wrong. You're hearing it as a rhetorical question. Don't ask it as a rhetorical question. Ask it as a question you intend to answer. Why not? I have to have a reason why not. Uh, that, that can, because the, the, the thing you think is the, you know, is the answer to that question is what's holding you back. And when you make it a rhetorical question, you leave it unanswered. 
So you don't know why you're being held back. You just, you know, it's just sitting there. I mean, literally, if you look at this, you know, if, if, if the way that it's gone is, is um, for you is, is uh, shown in this diagram, if you see, it's explained in this diagram, is that um, the reason you're saying why not is because you're, is, is literally because you're afraid of disappointment. You know, that or, yeah. or, or something like that. It's going to be something yeah. like that if you examine it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should have Nick drawn pictures during all these episodes from now on. <laughs> I, I love this when something pops up like a biological pathway because I can, I can understand those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's hopefully nice. people in the audience can as well. But this is quite nice. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, anything else you, you want to add then at this point, Nick? No, I think uh, we can just uh, wrap it up by, uh, again, thanking you, Ken, for uh, a great episode. Um, it's, a really, it's a really, really important uh, topic. And uh, hopefully people can absorb and, uh, and use it to use this to stop disappointment. <laughs> Disappointment is in, is uh, is suppressing science, so <laughs> let's let's get rid of it <laughs> or let's it. deal with it. Um, if you want to uh, see uh, the links to the um, the episode and article, the podcast episode and the uh, the article about perfectionism that Ken mentioned, you can go to the show notes. Uh, and or in there you can also get my amazing diagram of course mm-hmm. um, then uh, you can go you can find the show notes at bitesizebio.com forward slash the happy scientist this is episode 34 uh, how to handle disappointment and in that page there will be a, somewhere there will be a, a place where you can download the show notes uh, you can also find us contact us talk to us at facebook.com forward slash the happy scientist club and also just a reminder that if you haven't done so already, go back to episodes one to nine of the podcast um, and listen to them. If you, this, this, this sort of stuff is working for you then, or if it's, if it's ringing a bell for you, then go back and listen to those one, episodes one to nine, which talks about some foundational principles that you will find useful. So I think that uh, brings us to the end of another episode. I can't believe we're on 34 already. But time flies. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ken, and thanks everyone for listening in. Thank you. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.